The Temple Fuel podcast is designed to provide inspiration, motivation, and a safe space for the woman trying to navigate through life's changes while on the way to her God-given destiny. My hope is that you leave each episode a little less tired and more inspired. Let's start the show. Hey, blessed people. Welcome back to the Temple Fuel Podcast. I'm your host, Monica. If you're new and if you're not new, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you guys are well out there. Happy November. November has started off with a bang. God is just so great and I know he is not done. He is not done. And I just hope that you guys are feeling that. I hope you guys are feeling good. I hope that you're expecting and looking forward to great things. And like our title, our topic today, preparing to win, like really preparing in your mind and your actions and what you don't do and what you do i hope and pray that you are genuinely prepared to win um i hope and pray that you feel like a winner i hope and pray that you know the the doubt is starting to fall off of you that is falling off and that you're genuinely preparing to win because it is winning season god has given us wins and victories over a lot of things in this season and i hope you're prepared to walk into that some of it's been manifested some of it's still going to be manifested and i pray that you are prepared i pray that you are preparing to win so we're going to jump right on into today's topic and i'm going to start by discussing i'm going to talk about nehemiah the book of nehemiah a little bit about him and um, i don't know if you've ever read the book as always you know i tell you don't just go by what i say don't just go by what anybody says make sure that you go back and fact check and read the word for yourself and ask god for further revelation and knowledge of the word so we're going to talk about nehemiah today and preparing to win and as always i'm going to give you guys some actionable practical steps on how we should prepare to win i'm going to talk to you guys about that that you leave with something that you feel like you can apply to your everyday life so we're preparing to win and i want to bring your attention to the book of nehemiah so a little bit about him i got to give you a little bit of background to bring this together but nehemiah was a hebrew servant leader he held influential position as a cupbearer to the king of perusia in the year 444 bc a cupbearer was historically an officer of high rank in royal courts whose duty was to pour and serve the drinks at the royal table. On account of the constant fear of plots, such as poisoning, of course, a person must have been regarded as thoroughly trustworthy to hold this position. So, of course, with that being said, you know, if you are a cupbearer, you probably weren't, you know, I, I would imagine Nehemiah maybe standing over to the side if I was imagining a king and queen, um, you know, him standing over to the side with the rest of those that are going to serve the king. Um, you know, so he's standing over on the side and, and he probably, you know, you probably knew his face but he didn't say a lot. If all I'm, you know, called to do is just come and pick up a cup and taste it and make sure I don't, you know, the king is going to look at me for five or 10 minutes, if that, to make sure I don't pass out and die. That was his responsibility, but it was a very, very important responsibility because if the king got a hold of that cup before Nehemiah got a hold of it, that would kill the king. So a very important position, although Nehemiah was over to the side, what he was called to do was very important. And a little bit about the background of, of what we're discussing today. So, and you make sure you read, definitely read Nehemiah so that you get more, you know, revelation and knowledge. So Nehemiah felt a heavy burden to rebuild the wall, the wall around the temple in Jerusalem for the people of Israel. So most of us, that is all we really hear about Nehemiah. I don't know how many people knew he was a cupbearer, how many people knew 
you know, where he was born or anything like that. So he felt a heavy burden around to build the wall around the temple in Jerusalem for the people of Israel. The wall was needed for protection from enemies, animals, and elements. The walls also represented that God was with the people and the enemies did not win. Nehemiah was a leader and he wanted to show up for his people. And as I'm learning about the numbers 444, so remember, this was the year 444 BC that Nehemiah was serving next to the king and, and being a cupbearer bearer and what it means, which is the same year Nehemiah was led to go back to Jerusalem. I'm learning that now is the time to rise up. You know, Nehemiah, when he heard news, and like I said, I'm not going to go through everything, but when you read in the scriptures, when Nehemiah heard word that the walls needed to be re to be rebuilt, uh, that the people of Israel were in need, that they were in danger, you know, he, he, he went to the king for a second time, actually, because originally he was denied, he was denied access to go back and help. He went to the king for the second time and asked the king, and he really, he prayed as he asked, because he didn't feel, he didn't feel confident. And that time the king allowed him, he released him to go back and help build the wall for his people so the babylonians had destroyed the city and walls of jerusalem 142 years earlier in 586 bc after the perusians had liberated the jews in 538 a group had returned to build rebuild the city and nation they had attempted to rebuild the walls earlier in the signs of the king but the king had ordered them to stop the project Enemies of the Jews had written to the king protesting the rebuilding project and claiming that the Jews would only rebel against Perugia once their city was reestablished. So they didn't trust that, you know, that the wall should be rebuilt, but the walls represented so much. I mean, the walls were physical protection. The walls, uh, they represented so much, as I had mentioned. So with the result that the project was, with that result, excuse me, the project was halted and the people left defenseless. As soon as the copy of the letter of king of the king was read to, okay. The project was halted and the people were left defenseless. So as soon as the copy of the letter of King of the King was read to the secretaries and their associates, they went immediately to the Jews in Jerusalem and compelled them by force to stop. Now, Nehemiah finds himself working for the man who would not allow his people to rebuild their nation. His first act must be to win royal permission to begin the project again. His second must be to rebuild the walls. Only then will the people be safe. So like I said, uh, amazing story. I would say go back and read the full story to get full context, full understanding of what I'm saying. Like I said, initially, uh, the, the people of the people, the Jews, they were denied access to build the wall. They were told no, that they couldn't build the wall. And there's so much more I wanted to add in here about just Nehemiah and his upbringing and just so much about him. But uh, this is not a topic of, we're not just talking about Nehemiah today. So <laughs> I would say go back and read uh but Nehemiah was very, very, very influential. I, I learned a lot about him. Great, great man of God and just all that he did. So I want to highlight three ways Nehemiah prepared in this process to rebuild the walls. And then as I mentioned, we're going to get to how should we prepare for what we're praying for. Um, first, though, like I said, I want to highlight three ways that Nehemiah prepared in this process to rebuild the walls. And one way he did that. So we're going to talk about four different ways, excuse me, that he did that. The first is he prayed. And as you can find that that proof in Nehemiah 5, 6 through 10, he prayed. 
This was one of the ways that Nehemiah prepared in his process to rebuild the walls. He went to the king. Well, he prayed as he was talking to the king, actually. When he sat there, when he gave the letter, he was sitting there praying. And um, some of the versions, it's like he almost was like mumbling under his under his voice, you know, under his breath, excuse me, um, and praying and asking basically God for favor so that he can go and build the wall. The second way that Nehemiah prepared in this process to rebuild the wall, he went through proper protocol by asking the king to be released. He went through proper protocol by asking the king to be released. That is the second way that Nehemiah prepared in this process to rebuild the wall. And that says a lot. You know, he didn't just, um, he didn't say, well, I'm just going to sneak out at night. And the king, when he wake up in the morning, he just won't find me. <laughs> you know what I mean? He went through proper protocol. You know, he went in and asked those that he was, uh, um, indebted to he went and asked the one that he was serving he went and asked the one that you know it's just like a um as an employee if you have a manager you know we all have a manager you know you go to your manager and you ask them hey can i take off for my vacation or can i leave early you don't just disappear and then just say well they'll see me when they when they see me you know if you have that mentality you won't have a job you won't have a job. And it's the same way with Nehemiah. He went through the proper protocol and he asked the king to be released. You know, he was hesitant. You can read it in the scripture. You know, even though he was praying, he was hesitant. He's like, you know, I was already denied once. We were already denied once to rebuild the wall, you know, and lo and behold, it, it's how it flowed in the scripture. It's like there was even no hesitancy. That time it's like Nehemiah was just granted favor from God and the king automatically told him, yes, you can go ahead and go. You can go. Ahead. He didn't even have to worry. Even though he was nervous about it, he was scared because he was denied the first time. Go again. Go again because I'm telling you, it all lines up. We're preparing to win, guys. We are preparing to win. And so this time, Nehemiah didn't have to worry because this was his appointed time. He did not have to worry. I'm telling you guys, this book... Oh, it's so rich. It's so rich. And I'm not a preacher. I just wish I could pull everything out for you guys. But it's such a rich book. I wish I could just give it to you how God gave it to me and how excited it made me. So anyway, second way that Nehemiah prepared to rebuild the wall, he went through proper protocol. And we want to make sure that we're going through proper protocol. We want to be, you know, we want to give honor where honor is due. We want to be respectful. It's not just, it's not spiritual, not just spiritual at all. It's natural as well. You know, like I said, we give proper protocol in our everyday lives. You know, uh, most of us that are listening, I'm pretty sure hundred percent of us are adults. So we may not have to ask another adult to do basic things, you know, but we, we want to just give proper protocol. And that was one day that, that was one way that Nehemiah prepared in this process to rebuild the wall that was all a part of the proper preparation was you know if he would have just tried to sneak out and not say nothing who knows how that could have affected the rebuilding process who knows how you know that could have killed him that could have caused the wall to be half done who knows if he didn't go through proper protocol and get the blessing get that permission from the one that he was from his boss <laughs> from his boss number three he reached out for help. So this is the third way that Nehemiah prepared in this process to rebuild the wall. He reached out for help to the local officials. And you can find that in Nehemiah 2, 13 and 20. He reached out for help by reaching out to the local officials. Nehemiah knew this wall took about four years to build. Nehemiah knew he wasn't going to be able to build this wall by himself. He didn't have the big head. He didn't get ridiculous and say, I'm going to build the wall. I would have probably took 
quadruple that amount of time. He he couldn't do it between the supplies and the the material. If you go and read on all that they had to do to rebuild these walls, you know he couldn't do this on his own. So he reached out for help, and that's Nehemiah two, excuse me, thirteen through twenty. And then last but not least, and, and I want to say to that, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Ask God for revelation. Ask God for knowledge. As we're preparing to win, there are going to be some things that you may need help with. You might need some wisdom. You might need some insight. Don't, you know, don't, don't uh, miss out on getting that, you know, by thinking, well, they can't tell me nothing or what do they know? You know, ask God for wisdom. If you really are unsure about who to talk to, because you cannot talk to everybody about everything for many reasons. You know, some people are not going to understand. Some people are not going to believe. Some people know too much about your past. So it's going to be hard for them to digest what God is preparing you to win for right now in this season because they know the old you. They know the, the four, five, six, seven hundred falling mistakes that you've done. They know when they've had to help you. You know, they know what they've been seeing. They know, you know, whatever about you. But if God said it's time to win, prepare to win, prepare to win. And if you, you know, He can give you wisdom, He'll give you favor, even if you have to go back to some of those same people or if you have have to you know reach out to new people or he may have people reach out to you to help you but he reached out for help in this uh, in this occasion nehemiah knew he needed people to help him and last but not least the fourth point so how did nehemiah specifically prepare in this process to rebuild the wall he heard of an attack and called in for protection and you can find proof of that in nehemiah 4 15 through 20 he heard of an attack and reached reached out for protection he called in for protection and this was as they were building the wall um you can read more like i said nehemiah 4 15 through 20 uh but he made sure that he he got protection and that and that it was wisdom wisdom for him to reach out and say I need help. You know what I mean? Uh, they're trying to attack me. They're trying to stop the process of, of this wall being will, being built. They're feeling threatened by this wall, but we're going to build this wall. And, you know, he was, he felt that attack. He knew that that attack was coming and he called in for protection. He called in for protection from, for the people, for himself, so that this wall could be built. You know, that's, that's wisdom. The Bible talks about, you know, being as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. We, we use wisdom. God gives us wisdom. You know, it's okay for you to protect yourself. It's okay to, you know, the Bible tells us to count up the cost. And so that is what, you know, Nehemiah did. He called, he called in for protection. And, and like I said, we could just really dissect this whole book, but I wanted to give you guys the scripture references, which was Nehemiah 4. 15 and 20 through 20 where you can read about this um when the people came and they tried to stop him from you know rebuilding a wall they 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 heard they caught news of it and they tried to stop them from rebuilding the wall but he called in for protection he had guards around the wall to protect so that the wall was not destroyed so those are four ways that nehemiah prepared in his process to rebuild the wall he prayed he went through proper protocol he reached out for help he heard of an attack and he called in for protection. I'm going to include this and the scriptures where you can find this specifically in the show notes. I want you guys to read Nehemiah as you dig and read. This is, I'm telling you, I pray that this blesses you learning about him. So Nehemiah, he's described as a transformational leader. 
And I, I want to share seven characteristics of a transformational leader. Um, Nehemiah was very much so. That's why I said you, you to get the fullness of this, you're going to want to go and read the book for yourself. But Nehemiah was described as a transformational leader. Seven characteristics of a transformational leader. And I want you to write this down or think about it. So when you go and read, I want you to see if you, you see these characteristics pop out to you. Um, seven characteristics, openness to new thinking. So these are characteristics of a transformational transformational leader talent for broadening minds commitment to active listening tolerance for intelligent risk tolerance for intelligent risk do you not know that going and asking the king number one was an intelligent risk then going and building the wall was an intelligent risk for his people sometimes you got to stand up you got to be that leader you gotta you gotta be the one to to take one for the team that that was powerful number five willingness to accept responsibility that was on nehemiah he was the leader of that that wall building Number six, trust in team members. Again, he had to go and reach out for help. He had to trust the people that he needed to that he needed to help him. He had to trust that they could go get the material. He had to trust that they were builders. He had to trust those that he asked to, to take uh, protect the wall. He had to trust people. He couldn't be in every place in every area. He had to trust people to get the job done. And number seven, ability to inspire participation. Ability. So who knows all the people that were inspired by him leading that they decided okay i can do what god called me to do i can now lead i can go ahead and step up and do what god has called me to do so nehemiah he, he was 100 a transformational leader he had openness to new thinking talent for broadening minds commitment to active listening tolerance for intelligent risk willingness to accept responsibility trust in team members and the ability to inspire participation so Think about that. There's different types of leaders. If you want to be a transformational leader, those are some of the characteristics that you have to be a trans that you need to be able to be a transformational leader. And so, last but not least, getting to the practicality, the application. How do I apply this? Okay. Thank you for talking about Nehemiah. That's wonderful. <laughs> I like Nehemiah. What do you want me to do with this information? I want to talk about how should we prepare for what we're praying for how should we prepare to win because essentially winning is what we're praying for and it's above that honestly because god does exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think so i know we're getting more than we even thought that we could imagine because that's just how god is so how should we prepare for what we are praying for how should we prepare to win number one i got five actionable steps open your ear to god's voice that's the first way that we prepare for what we're praying for. That's the first way that we prepare to win. We open our ear to God's voice. And we hear this often. Like I said, I keep saying it. Don't let these, these phrases, don't let what's being said turn numb to you because you feel like I've heard it before. Ask God to rejuvenate you and revitalize you so that things are not just seeming like, oh, I heard that before. Ask God to give you fresh perspective and fresh revelation. So the first way that we prepare for what we're praying for, prepare to win, is we open our ear to God's voice. Open your ear. Ask God to open your understanding that you may understand 
in the scriptures. When you read the word, ask God to open your ear to, to specifically hear his voice. Ask him. At this point, we should be able to hear God's voice. We've talked about it. We've talked about it in many episodes. You know, if you still are struggling, then we got to make sure that we're putting in effort to see where's the disconnect. What's causing me to not hear God's voice? You know, uh, what, what do I need to cast down? What's separating me that I don't feel like I'm hearing God's voice? Because it's the key. It's the key to winning. It's the key to preparing to win. It's the key to success. You have to hear God's voice. So open your ear to God's voice. And some of us, we hear God's voice, but our ear is not really open. It's not open in every area of life. It might be open over here, but it's not open over there. And what I found is sometimes it's not intentional. We don't even realize that we're shutting God off because we're so used to doing things in, in, a, in a way, in our, own, in our own habit, in our own processes that we don't even realize that we have taken over in areas and God, we're not even listening for God. We're not even really asking. We're saying it, but we're not open to receive. We don't even realize it at times. So ask God to help you with that. Ask God to reveal any area that maybe you are not allowing him to fully speak to you. And sometimes we may, you may be thinking, I don't have that area. I'm, I'm surrendered and that's fine, but it's not going to hurt to pray it and ask God to reveal if, if, and just in case it doesn't hurt. So open your ear to God's voice, God's voice. Number two, pray, 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 and pray some more. <laughs> That's one way we prepare for what we're praying for. That's one way that we prepare to win is we pray, 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 and pray some more. Praying is not passive. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. You get strategy in praying. Praying is a form of surrendering. Praying, especially in your posture, your posture, if, you, if you're kneeling, you know, if you're lifting your hands, if you're prostrate, there is power in that because it shows that you're surrendering. It shows your heart is surrendered. It shows your mind is surrendered. There's, there's a, there's power in your posture. Now, if you're praying and you're driving, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Or if you're praying and you're in the bathroom, I'm not, again, I'm not, we're not saying one thing is better than the other. I'm just saying that it shows surrendering. It shows even more vulnerability to God in your posture and how you pray. And we need to constantly pray. We got to pray, 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 and pray some more. That is just another way that we prepare for what it is that we're asking God for. That's another way that we prepare to win is we pray. Keep praying. Pray without ceasing. You don't know, pray. You think you know, pray. You know, you know, pray. <laughs> Pray, 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 okay? Pray, praise, worship, things. Constantly do it. It's never too much of it. Constantly lift Jesus up. Constantly, even when you know, like I said, pass the thinking you know. Even when you know, lift Jesus up. Thank him, worship him. Keep him above your problems. Keep him above everything. Keep him above even the good things because we don't want to get prideful. We don't want to fumble things. Keep him above. So we want to pray, pray, pray. Number three, how should we prepare to win? How do we prepare for what we're praying for? We stay in our Bible. We stay in our Bible, okay? I've talked about this in every, just about every episode. Stay in your Bible. There is no knowing Christ without the word of God. There just, it's not happening. I don't care what nobody tells you. If they're telling you that, if they're trying to, you know, push off self-help books or books that just have scripture in them, be mindful of that because we got to read our word and we can't say that we just don't get it or we don't understand because we can start with the King James version and then we can read other versions to help us understand. And like I mentioned, we can pray and ask God to open our ears 
and open our understanding literally. I, I pray it myself. I'm not telling you a good suggestion. I pray it because sometimes it gets overwhelming. I, I don't understand. And if I think I understand, it's like, okay, it's a lot. You know what I mean? You, you're not too dumb to understand the word. I'm here to tell you are not. Don't believe that. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care who you're looking at. I don't care how holy they look or how decked out they look and how they robe look. You are not too dumb. You are not dumb at all to the point where you cannot understand God's word. He can give you revelation and knowledge and he can meet you right where you are so that you have revelation and knowledge and you're able to meet to able to understand him, meet him where he is and he's able to meet you where you are. So stay in your Bible. Don't get away from that. I have mentioned before you version, the you version app where there are devotionals. I love those devotionals. I've, I've seen, I've heard somebody kind of talk about it because it's somebody else's opinion in the Bible, which is true. Just as I mentioned about the books, it is somebody's opinion. However, God can lead you to the devotions that you need to read. And yes, it's someone's opinion. However, when your ear is open to God's voice, Remember, number one, he can give you additional revelation as you're reading those devotionals and, and as you're looking at somebody else talk about their perspective. He can give you your own. So we're not meditating on devotions. We're not studying people and what exactly they're saying. What we're doing is we're getting that that that. Uh, their revelation that they've gotten and then we're looking at their their scriptural references that they're giving us and it's just a way to get some word in you because I tell you what when you have the Holy Spirit and when your ear is open to God as you're reading that devotion as you're reading the scripture references God the Holy Spirit is going to be talking I promise you I can bet you money on it if I was a gambler that the Holy Spirit is going to talk and you're going to get further revelation. He's going to help you. He's going to show you more as you're reading. So you don't have to worry oh I'm, I'm going to be stuck on what Joe Smo is talking about their revelation. That's not going to happen because God he knows your heart. If you're open at that devotion so that you can learn God's word more and get more revelation he's going to meet you where you are and ask him for that. Ask him to give you further revelation. Ask him to give you your own revelation. So stay in your Bible read 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 get the bibles that have all the versions in in one you know pay that extra money to do that talk to people if you've if you've done that and you still don't have revelation again pray and ask god who can i talk to if you don't feel like you have anyone if you don't have a church home or you don't feel like you have someone you can ask you know ask god for revelation on who you can ask you know what to do um google is great but it can be testy if you don't have discernment and wisdom so ask god for wisdom and revelation but we want to make sure how are we going to prepare for to win prepare for what we're praying for we got to stay in our bible because that's how god speaks through the word number four get knowledge how should we prepare to win we get knowledge knowledge yes we start with the word of god however knowledge is in books we read we're reading more we're listening to podcasts. We're listening to webinars. We're signing up for them, whether free or not free. There's a lot more that are free, though. We're signing up. We're getting knowledge. You know what I mean? We want to get knowledge. We want to get revelation. The scripture had just popped popped in my mind. Um, and all that getting, getting understanding is what I'm thinking about right now. But the Bible talks about knowledge and obtaining knowledge big in Proverbs. It's heavy in Proverbs. We want to make sure that we are getting knowledge. Get knowledge. Get revelation. That's how we prepare to win. Don't just stop at the Bible. Go read. Put the phone down. I'm telling you, reading makes you smarter. Reading really will enhance your 
senses. It will enhance your intelligence and senses and intelligence. It will enhance both. Get knowledge. Read books. Read books on topics that you want to um, that you want to get better in. That's how we prepare to win. You know what I mean? Read books on those topics. Look them up. Google them. Look at reviews. Um, I like Goodreads. I like that app. Um, I've used that app to just kind of get a little bit of, of commentary about different books and things like that. But get some knowledge. Read, read. It's, it's good for us. Get knowledge as you are preparing to win. We want to get knowledge. You know, the God, the Bible will lead you to go to these certain books that will help you to get more knowledge as well. And last but not least, number five, got to wrap this up so I'm not taking you guys over 30 minutes. Get support community. And you guys know how I feel about community. Oh, you know how I feel about community. <laughs> In order to prepare to win, to prepare for what we're praying for, we got to get support, get community. We are not an island. We cannot do this thing called life by ourselves. It's a saying that I always say I've posted it and talked about it multiple times. It takes a village applies in adulthood too. It probably, it probably applies more. As I'm as I'm adulting and getting older, it probably applies more that it takes a village. So you need to make sure that you're getting support, aka community, so that you can prepare to win. You're not by yourself. Yes, you know, you may have to change the conversations, you may have to change the circle that you're having the conversations with. However, that don't mean don't have the conversations at all. We cannot be skeptical and afraid to build community, to be a part of community. And if we are, we need to pray and ask God to help us trust. Ask, you know, ask God, why am I struggling to trust? What, what, what's the hesitation in me trusting? Why am I not open to trusting? You know, what is it? And then from there, as God's healing you, ask God, Lord, show me my community. And don't be afraid. Don't knock. You know, this is where we need to use the World Wide Web, <laughs> you know, for our benefit. You know, don't be afraid to connect virtually. I pray you have some, some connections you can, you can have and obtain in real life because that is extremely important. But if you do not, I do believe that people that God can work through people virtually. And there are so many groups and things like that out there. I'm not saying you got to be a part of them all. I know a lot of them do charge. There are some that are free. And sometimes just being a being a part of a community and creating community is just engaging and interacting with people who you see get you know get it that are working on people that are get, working on things that you're working on people who are um you know just working on things that you're working on sometimes you will just in passing so to speak find that community and I, i'm talking internet wise i'm talking the web so using you know that's one reason why i love twitter you know i love it because it's an opportunity to create community and engage in conversations and hear thoughts and share perspectives and i'm not boggled down by pictures and things like that you know it's, it's a way to just have community and talk and then you find oh this person feels how I feel or they're working on that like I'm working on that or they've conquered that let me watch them let me hear what they got to say because I can see they've conquered that and how they're talking you can tell you can feel that sometimes people will share personal things that they don't have to share but they do that to help others you know what I mean so that's one reason why I really like Twitter but even if you're not on Twitter I mean there's reddit there is other communities out here uh, other even even discord communities uh, discourse community excuse me that you can be a part of and, and again uh that's where we use this internet for our our um 
our benefit, excuse me. We use it for our benefit. You know, when we're on Instagram and Facebook, you know, people are, if you are following somebody and you really admire them and they have a group or something, a good chance there's going to be other people that, you know, kind of think like them or people who want to think like them. And again, I'm not saying we're sitting here trying to be like somebody. I'm just saying you can be, you know, you can look at somebody and admire them. You can admire something that they've they've been through, you know, admire something that they've gotten through. You can admire those things and want to connect with those people. So it's nothing wrong with that. And that's where community comes. And even if it's not formal like that, like I said, just keep your ears and eyes open, you know, ask God to give you wisdom and revelation because we cannot do this all by ourselves. We need support and we need community. So that's all I have for you guys. So again, to recap, how do we prepare to win? How do we prepare for what we're praying for? We open our ears to God's voice. We pray, 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 and pray some more. <laughs> we stay in our Bible. We get knowledge in addition, and we get support, aka community. I love you guys. I hope and pray that this episode blessed you. I hope and pray that by the end of this, that you one are going to go and read about Brother Nehemiah because it's a great book. I hope that you you have your prepare to win caps on. I, I hope and pray that you that you have revelation, that you have insight, that you have knowledge, and that you are physically preparing to win physically preparing to win. I love you guys. If this episode blessed you, share it with someone, leave a comment, make sure if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. If you on your, if you on your second, third episode, just go ahead and subscribe. You might as well <laughs> make sure you subscribe. Um, I am starting to post a little bit more. So go ahead and follow the Temple Fuel podcast over on Facebook. I'm heavy over on Twitter. Come on over to Temple Fuel. It's Temple Fuel one on Twitter. Um, not really back on Instagram or whatever, but yeah, come in, Come and engage. Twitter is where we, like I said, where we build community. If you need some daily encouragement, if you just want to chop it up and chat, come on over to Twitter. That that uh, username is Temple One. Um, and yeah, that's that's what's going on. So I love you guys. I'm excited. I'm preparing to win. I pray you guys are preparing to win. And I will see you on the next episode.